Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. What up, ladies and gentlemen? It's about that time once again. I hate the homies podcast episode number fifty nine. Rock Teasy's who I beasy, and it's your boy Super Dave. And if you wonder what Bobby Brown Part Two is, he ain't here. Oh man! So the homie Griff is still traveling, man. Griff is doing big things out there, man. I, I'm not sure if he's still in South Africa, but he's uh he's he's doing some big things out there uh in in the career. I think he's shooting a movie got some shows or whatever so me and super dave gonna hold it down but you keep why are you calling him bobby brown bro we're in new edition we argue that's what we do let's argue i mean you want to put the dirty laundry out there that's what we're doing i mean you can be ralph i'll be uh bill and then we got bobby brown <laughs> so so what what now there's different versions of bobby brown dog oh, so we got a brown that was successful that was skinny and was doing every little step I take. It's a Bobby Brown right now that's huffing and puffing that can't do crap. That's the Bobby Brown I'm talking about. Look, man, we can't talk about Griff why he ain't here, man. So we go. <laughs> why not? That's the best I'm talking about somebody when they ain't here. Hey, Griff, I already know you're watching this right now, dog. And uh, so I can't wait till you come back so you and Dave can uh, can hash out, hash it out. <laughs> you, but you, he ain't even give you the Bobby Brown, the my prerogative Bobby Brown, the. Every little I'll step I take, Bobby Brown, he giving exactly. you the current yeah. version of Bobby Brown that can't perform a whole song without huffing and puffing. Quit being nice. I gave him Fat Bobby. That's who I gave him. <laughs> Fat Bobby. All right, let's let's get to the show, man. Matter of fact, we want to thank McDonald's, man. Our episode is uh, is brought to you by McDonald's this week. And we're going to talk about the NBA. They straight tripping, man. They just unveiled a new format with a new in-season tournament. This ain't talking about the playoffs. This is some sort of in-season tournament that they want to include into the NBA season. So we're going to give you our thoughts and opinions on that. Las Vegas Summer League, man, Victor Wimbenyama. First game was kind of eh. Second game was like, yo, I'm for real. Don't get it twisted. Then they shut him down. No more summer games for Victor, man. We're going to give you our thoughts on that as well. Then we're going to get into what Isaiah Thomas, legendary basketball player, Big bad boy Isaiah Thomas for the Pistons said about Victor Wembanyama uh, as well. Uh, then we gonna talk about what else, man? We got uh, we got a whole bunch. I got all this kind Michael, of stuff. Michael Vick. Let's talk about what Michael Vick said about Andy Reid. He's talked about Andy Reid on the Tyreek Hill podcast. The Tyreek Hill that plays for the Miami Dolphins. He has some interesting words that we need to uh, break down about Andy Reid and how okay. we feel about Andy Reid. All right, all right. He talking about he called somebody the goat. Like every time you have these goat conversations, there's always some stiff, some diff debating going back and forth with that one. So uh we're gonna get into that. Then Dennis Rodman got a tattoo of his girlfriend on his face, not his wife, but his girlfriend on his face. <laughs> so <laughs> let's stop right there. See if we got enough time to talk about all this and hash all it. Oh, and shout out to Shakari Richardson, man who's actually back on the scene. So yeah. uh, some people Dallas think that she's... Carter. Get it right. What? 
Dallas oh yeah, Carter. straight out of Dallas Carter in uh, high school. So Shakari doing her thing. So we we gonna get into that and, and bring you guys up to speed on all of that, man. So let's get into it, man. Got a lot to talk about. Ray Duggar, let's go, baby. You done messed up, Aaron. Yeah, huh? I've been geeking for this broadcast. Got me in my bag, cause all they do is talk a lot of trash. Wait until I see him face to face off of this podcast. What you gotta say now? Check the facts, don't have a wrong stat. Rock to he a genius as a sport, make Ricky smile, boy. Super Davey Holly come up short on like it's cowboys. Always controversial, grip call out plays, no rehearsal. Got me talking all in circles. I hate the homies. And grip be laughing like it's funny. But they never bet no money. They my mans, but they throw me. Ah, I hate the homies. All right, Dave, I'm gonna let you go ahead and set this this first story up because I'm I'm confused. Like NBA is revealing this in season tournament. Please break this down and make me understand why. Stop right there. You just said it. Explain to you exactly what the NBA is doing. If I gotta explain to you what they're actually doing then we got a problem, right? That's the problem I have with the NBA right now. They're scratching, they're searching for something to compete with the NFL in November and December. And they came up with this thing called the in-season tournament, where you get a bunch of teams. They're trying to be like the World Cup, where you get, and you're not playing with, teams from other countries you're playing with the guys teams are in the in the nba in the nba right now but it's an in-season tournament that only plays on tuesday i think it's like four games on tuesday uh in the month of uh, november and three games on friday nope try to try not to do back-to-backs so it interferes with the nba season but my whole problem is why you guys are trying to do this when these guys can't play in the nba right now they can't play 82 games now what are you doing, NBA? I mean, right. stop. It is crazy. You're scratching. You're looking for something that's not going to work. And it's called the NBA Cup. You're not playing for the NBA championship, the trophy that you saw the Denver Nuggets hold up. You're playing for the first NBA Cup, which will be given out in December. That's when the semifinals and the championship game is on December 9th. Okay, so let me get this right. In the season... In the season. Going, you say that in the season. While the season's going on, while the season's going on, they're going to select a handful of players from each team to put into a tournament to play on a couple days out of the week to create an NBA Cup tournament champion. And while they're playing their regular season games in between all of this. You're saying it, everything I just said. Yeah, go ahead. Why? I mean, I'm all for adding excitement to the game. I'm all for adding different little things that you can, you know, I'm all for all that. But I, this one doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I, this one doesn't make sense. You already got players that are sitting out because they need to rest and take days off or whatever. Because of load like. management. Yeah. Load management. yeah. I already don't like that. And now you're going to give them more games to play in this tournament. That's in this. They're already playing 82 games. So this tournament adds what? Five, six, seven, maybe up to eight, nine, ten games. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand, man. And, Adam. and I mean, we well, I understand 
it's a money thing. Okay, it's a way to make some more money or whatever. But other than that, I'm clueless, bro. I mean, and, and I like doing extra cool stuff out of left field that, that really don't make sense just to do it just because. I'm normally the guy that's saying, hey, I'm all for it. Let's go. But this one right here, this one baffles me a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't know about this. This doesn't make sense because if anything, what you should do, if you're going to do this and do it right, then don't play 82 games in a regular season. Start the season like when we all start really watching basketball is what really when. After we'll All-Star play. break going into the playoffs. Well, then, but also maybe Christmas Day. So if you want to start the season – when they have the big games on Christmas Day, when you have the rematches of what the NBA Finals was and some of the playoff games, that's fine. So a month and month and a half of the NBA Cup that you're trying to get people to buy into, that will probably work, but not while you got the guys playing. In, they're all playing for a championship, a real championship, not an now, NBA Cup. Come now, on, let me, let me Let me remix this NBA Cup. And here's how they may have should have done it, okay? If you wanted to add some excitement to the game, add the excitement in the playoffs. So you got your regular teams that make the playoffs according to the regular season. Then you got the play-in tournament, okay? How about we expand the play-in tournament? How about the play-in tournament become you add more teams, and then that becomes the cup. Like it's the playoff cup. It playing tournament, whatever you want to call it. Think about it. You add more teams, even the teams that's way at the bottom that won 10 games. <laughs> I no, mean, I don't want to think that anything could happen. Now, I'm I mean, I would prefer that over what this is. I mean, add just add more teams to the doggone playing tournament and have a legitimate tournament for those bottom layer teams to get into the playoffs. And then go from there. I mean, that's that's that that makes more sense to me. I think what we're seeing now is the NBA struggling in ratings. I think that's what we're seeing, especially during the regular season. You can pull up the numbers. I'm pretty sure the numbers don't look as good as they did in the 80s. It's gone down because it's the game has changed to where uh, look look at us. We're older guys. We may watch, but these kids want something quick. They want something they can really be involved in. I don't think you're getting that with the NBA. There's something that maybe they're trying to get for the young generation, something new, but it still won't work because you got to get everybody to buy into this. Even for one season, you might get people to buy into it. I'm talking about players. But then after that, it's still going to be the same problem you've always had with NBA players because they got their money. You're not These guys are not like Kobe and Michael Jordan and, and LeBron. Well, LeBron do that low management too. But Michael Jordan, they wanted to play. And they, the, the regular season made everything. And then when they got to the playoffs, it was another level. And you're not seeing that now. Guys don't take it that same way. I don't think this is going to help. I don't think this – I don't know how this can help. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to compete against the NFL, which they will win. They will never beat the NFL. The NFL is so powerful and strong, and people are watching football. It can be a bum-ass game on Sunday. Or on Monday night, but people to watch. People are watching a Monday night or Sunday night game. If it's Cleveland and pick a team and Atlanta Falcons, they're still watching that over an NBA game in November and December. Yeah, that, yeah. NFL is is NFL is is second to soccer, international soccer. Like you know, some say first, 
But international soccer is is on a whole nother level, man. That's that's a whole nother conversation. But um, I mean, it is what it is. Let's see what happens. We're gonna be we're gonna check out this cup, whatever you call it, for this NBA thing and see kind of where how it pans out. Then we'll come back with a whole nother opinion probably after we see it for the first time well, but let's get into um here's a breakdown before you go into that here's a breakdown of what the players get the players take home the winning winners take home five hundred thousand for being the team that wins the nba cup while the loser takes home two hundred thousand and the semi-final loser takes home a hundred thousand and the quarterfinal loser take off fifty thousand a piece that's what this, you're getting these are the players or the team players. these are these are the players i mean that's, that's I guess that's a cool little incentive to have, an extra incentive to have as a player if you're one of the ones that's picked to play in this cup. But let's see what happens, man. But I'm gonna tell you one thing: people are gonna be watching, and cool. that's doggone Victor Wimbayama. You know, the first overall pick for the San Antonio Spurs. We're gonna talk about his first and only two games in Summer League NBA G League. That's coming up next. I Hate the Homies podcast with yours truly, Rock Teasy, man. Available wherever you get your podcast. Brought to you by my friends at McDonald's, man. Featuring that double quarter pounder with cheese. Mm, mm, mm. Made when you order and work pulling up for a grip. Talk to him, dog. Ooh, Rock, you already know that double quarter pounder with cheese is my lunchtime go-to. You understand me? It's, I already know it's going to keep me full. Plus, uh, the double quarter pounder with cheese just ain't a meal. It's a whole experience. You understand me? When you start looking at it, you go, I don't know which part to bite first. I start looking at the left side and the right side. And I know my double quarter pounder with cheese was made fresh because I can feel that heat coming through the bag. How about that? Now, Dave, you a real burger expert, homie. Yes, I am. Real burger experts know exactly what they're getting when they pull up to the McDonald's drive-thru. A double quarter pounder with cheese, buddy. Fellas, looking at that juicy double quarter pounder with cheese is almost as good as eating it. Rock, almost. Almost, dog. I'm right there with you. Almost. <laughs> so get a drip that's as fire as your drip when you order a double quarter pounder with cheese at McDonald's. All right, so Victor showed up in game number one. You know, out of one to five, I'll give him a two and a half, maybe three. You know, you could tell he was a little bit nervous, had to work the cobwebs out. You know, everything's on his shoulders. This is the big, this is the savior. This is the big, this is the new generational player that was drafted. Uh, so I, everybody was panicking after game one. Like, oh, he was overrated. I mean, social media went nuts. I knew he wasn't the player that everybody thought he was going to be. I'm over here watching all this bull crap and all these. I'm like, y'all calm down. First of all, it's one game. This is the G League. He ain't going to, if he can't dominate in the G League, how is he going to expect to do it in the regular season still against all the star players? I'm like, calm down, guys. This is this is one little snap shot of his first game. Then the second game. <laughs> the second game is the victor that we're going to probably get used to seeing more often than not. Now you can tell he's like, all right, I got that first one out the way. Let me play. And he was balling, man. He looked nice. I mean, he looked really good. And the only thing this kid is missing is weight. Like, when... And they're going to put the weight on him. They're going to put the pounds on him. He's going to get in the weight room. He's going to get strong. All that's going to happen over the next couple of years, man. But this kid is for real. I'm Hey, listen. He for real. I ain't got nothing else to – there's nothing that I can say other than his weight 
and strength that will make me say anything close to being overrated. Is he overhyped? This dude is the real deal. Seven foot six, got handles, knocked that three down, and he's smooth with it. His body language is smooth. He's not unorthodox because most people that are really tall and long and lean like that, they real kind of clumsy sometimes and unorthodox. Man, this dude moved like a guard. So, yeah, he he's he's the real deal. It, I don't know how you feel about it, Dave, but uh, get ready. This thing, this, this guy's gonna be a superstar. He's gonna be, and he's not only gonna do well as an all star in this league. He's gonna dominate once he gets to year three, four. He start getting to that. He start getting you know getting into that groove a little bit. And by that time, he's probably got his muscle mass and his and his his pounds on his on on that frame. Yeah, man. I mean, we talking about what uh what the Joker's doing out there in Denver. This dude right here is gonna be on that level and maybe higher. I'm just saying. He has the skills and he has a skill set. I think the biggest thing is, and I don't really look at game one in the summer league as a big thing. I mean, this guy was like a rock star in Las Vegas. He's been like a rock star since he's been in the NBA. Even draft night, you saw how big and crazy people were going over this guy. So we're talking about a summer league where this thing was sold out. The game was on Friday. The game was sold out on Thursday. And this is the first time, well, the second time it's been sold out the day before. Mm-hmm. Who's the first player that got it sold out just like that? Who's the first player? LeBron. Zion. Zion. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Zion Williamson. Zion. I hope you don't follow those footsteps. But yes, he was the he was the first one to have a sellout the day before the game was on that Friday. What? Let, let me let, let me give Zion some quick love and you can finish your point since we're talking about him. He did recently say that he's about to start uh LeBron James workout regimen. And you say he's gonna eat LeBron James and the work. What'd you say? I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> he's gonna start working out like oh. LeBron James, bro. So, but this but I'm glad he's finally realizing that, and we talk about Zion that he's finally realizing I need some help. Obviously. What I'm doing ain't working. And Zion, I mean, uh, LeBron didn't figure something out because the dude didn't play 20 years in the league and and rarely gets hurt. Mm-hmm. So I'm going I'm to do what he's doing. So good job for Zion. If the dude can stay on the court, he will dominate and be a superstar in this league. Now let's get back to, to Victor. Go ahead. But even with Victor, look what he – I mean, he, he had to play sold out that uh, Friday night. But in game two, where he finished up with 27 points, he had a, a three blocks in that game. I mean, looked totally different, but looked totally relaxed. That first game was going to be hard no matter what because you had all eyes on you. Everybody was trying to get a ticket for that game. Everybody was trying to watch. Who who in the hell watches a, sum, a summer league game on a Friday night? Hey, who dog. does that? No, I won't do it, but I did it that night mm-hmm. because yeah. you wanted to find out what this guy was all about. So he is the big ticket right now. I don't know if he's going to be the big ticket in the NBA because he has to develop. But I like what Pop did. Pop got his new deal, five years, $80 million with the San Antonio Spurs. So congratulations to Pop, too, for that. But they put him on ice after that game. That's what I would do, too. The guy has skills, but you got to put some size on him because I'm telling you, those power forwards, they're going to move that guy around. They're really <laughs> going to move him around. Yeah, but see, he he the reason why he gonna get bumped around, he gonna get beat up, he gonna get they listen, they gonna come at that dude, they gonna they gonna oh, get yes. him. It's but, a challenge. You yeah, know it is. but but his outside game is cold, bro. So 
it's like, hey, move, get him out the paint. Okay, get him out the paint. I'm, I'm, I know how to go between my legs. I know how to, I know how to do my spin moves. I know how to drop my threes. I know how to. I got a good mid range game, and that's what that's what's so awesome, man. He has a great. He scores on all three levels, bro. You know, he's not just a big dude in the plane. Give me the ball so I can dunk it because I'm seven six. He scores on all three levels, and he creates his own shots. See, that's that's what Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I mean, not, you know, well, Kareem a little bit too, but mainly uh, I meant Hakeem Olajuwon. That's why Hakeem Olajuwon was so dope as a as a center because he created his own shots as a center. Now he wasn't he wasn't playing on all three levels, you know, but he still created his post move shots and his mid range shots. And you know, arguably, he's man probably the top center of all time. If you're talking about complete center, I, I mean, no, no Ooh, disrespect to Kareem, no disrespect to Wilt, no disrespect to Shaq, all of them great players. But Hakeem Olajuwon, he was cold, but don't, don't no, that dude right there, he was the closest thing from a center to play almost kind of like a guard in that during that era during that time. Uh, he just didn't have to. Now, Victor. Tell y'all something. I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to go too hard on him. But dude, this dude gonna be. This dude gonna be nice for a long time. That's See, all I want, I'm gonna say. I want to wait because we don't know. Everything is a prediction, just like we did with Zion. Dog on it. The Rock Teasy, the Sports Genius, is giving you his prediction. Remember, I said that this dude gonna be. He the real deal. He finna change the game as a center. And 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 it's not gonna be. I don't think he's gonna be just a big dude that wants to shoot three pointers all the time. I think he's gonna. He's going to balance it out, man. He's going to be that player that really, you know, scores on all three levels. And, and he's and every time you try to defend him and push him out of the paint, man, his, his mid-level game is going to be dope. And you try to push him all the way out to the three-point line, okay, but I'm going to knock this thing down too. Let's go. I think the best part for him right now is he got that that get, uh, first summer league game over with. He's been put on ice after game two. You get ready for the NBA season but you get to learn from two great guys, which is David Robinson and Tim Duncan with the San Antonio Spurs, former players. They can help develop him. He has skills. Size is going to be the biggest factor, but to have those two guys and to be able to listen to those two guys and even learn some of what Tim, Tim Duncan had, the sweetest, what is that? Just that shot he could put off the glass. Mm-hmm. It was money money shot it was money all the time yes and david robinson dominant during his time so i mean he's gonna learn from the best guys uh being with san antonio and san antonio i mean what we see what they did with centers they made them better and they're probably gonna make this guy better but everything is prediction i want to wait and see because i want to see if there's a size on him but i think right now we can we can fully say about him he has the skills he has the skill set to be an all-star to be a top NBA player and to win a championship. Well, when you have legend hall of fame point guard of the Detroit Pistons, AKA the bad boys, Isaiah Thomas say that Victor could play against the bad boys back in the day. That's saying something because the bad boys created Michael Jordan. If y'all don't know the bad boys was Michael Jordan's kryptonite. Until Michael Jordan became who we know him as right now, the legend, you know, so he got tired of getting beat up. He got tired of getting pushed around. He got tired of getting bullied from the bad boys. And that that created the monster of Michael Jordan. 
So for Isaiah Thomas to say that he thinks Victor right now could compete and play against the bad boys back then, that's saying something, bro. That's respect right there. So, and we do know, in watching a couple of games that Victor has played, I've seen some of his stuff over when he was playing in France. He He's not scared. He's not intimidated. And he's just lightweight right now. So, I'm going to be excited to watch this journey, man. If he was playing back in the day, in the 90s, being that size that he is right now, no, Isaiah is wrong. Yeah, he, and I don't he, trust he, yeah, he put, he, I don't yeah, trust, I agree with you, dog. He, I don't trust he Isaiah. Get, he, he, he'll get broke down fast with them bad boys. <laughs> uh, Isaiah, don't, he won't give Michael Jordan his credit because he's still mad about thinking Michael Jordan kept him off the uh, dream team. So I'm not going to listen to Isaiah Thomas on this. No, yeah, that, yeah, he, he put, won't happen. It, it's it respect. It's respect for him to say that, but he going a little bit too far. I mean, I, going, he ain't ready for them bad overboard. boys. Victor ain't ready for them bad boys yet. No, he's not. <laughs> they would kill him. Lambeer, yes, sir. Warren, size. Dennis Rodman. Come on, dog. Come on, man. And oh. speaking of Dennis Rodman, uh, he just <laughs> he got a tattoo of his girlfriend on his face of his girlfriend. It's saying his wife. You know what I'm oh, saying? It's saying his mama. This is his girlfriend that he's dating. So we're going to get into that next. And we're going to give you our thoughts in the pick. I hate the homies podcast with yours truly rock teasy man available wherever you get your podcast brought to you by my friends at McDonald's man featuring that double quarter pounder with cheese mm, mm, mm. made when you order and worth pulling up for a grip. Talk to him, dog. Ooh, rock. You already know that double quarter pounder with cheese is my lunchtime go to. You understand me? It's, I already know it's going to keep me full. Plus, uh, the double quarter pounder with cheese just ain't a meal. It's a whole experience. You understand me? When you start looking at it, you go, I don't know which part to bite first. Y'all start looking at the left side and the right side. And I know my double quarter pounder with cheese was made fresh because I can feel that heat coming through the bag. How about that? Now, Dave, you a real burger expert, homie. Yes, I am. Real burger experts know exactly what they're getting when they pull up to the McDonald's drive-thru. A double quarter pounder with cheese, buddy. Fellas, looking at that juicy double quarter pounder with cheese is almost as good as eating it. Rock, almost. Almost, dog. I'm right there with you. Almost. <laughs> so get a drip that's as fire as your drip when you order a double quarter pounder with cheese at McDonald's. Okay, check this out, man. It's your boy Rock T. I got a special message for students or parents who have students looking to attend an HBCU. Now, just imagine $1 million in scholarships with 107 HBCUs to choose from for 66 truly deserving HBCU students. But there's only one way to get your hands on it. McDonald's has partnered with the Thurgood Marshall College Fund to award a million dollars in scholarships to brilliant HBCU students. This year, you could be next. But time is running out. Oh, did I mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. All right, so uh, 62-year-old Dennis Rodman got some new ink on his face, man. He got a black and white portrait of his girlfriend, singer and model, yellow, yellow, on the cheek of his face, okay? Listen, my opinions, my thoughts, 
You see where we at right here? You see this tattoo right here of this lock and right here? Yeah. It's got the initials of RT and KT. So that's my initials and my wife's initials, okay? Okay. She actually has the key to the lock. So it's kind of a his and hers uh, tattoo that we got. Now, that's my wife. Why are you okay, laughing, about? I, like I like that. I okay. really do. I like that. Okay, okay. okay. All right, cool. There you go. Super yeah. Dave approval right there. I like that. <laughs> We're husband and wife. So, yeah. okay, it makes sense. Yeah. Girlfriend, boyfriend getting the tattoo of the, especially on your face. Listen, Dennis, it doesn't surprise me because it's Dennis Rodman. Like, it's Dennis Rodman. So, nothing he does shocks me. And she and didn't it want him to do it. She didn't want him to do it either. Right. <laughs> she did not want him to do that. Why so, would you do that? But the point is, you know, it's not shocking, but it's like, Okay, what happens if it don't work out and you break up? Same thing with you're married. Like if you if you divorce, okay, you can go get the tattoo removed or whatever. So I guess it's the same thing. But I'm like, man, at least wait to see if you can wife her up, bro. And then you can do whatever you want to do, whatever, man, because that's that's your wife, you know. But that's just me. I put it like this: if it's your girlfriend, I'm not going to spend all that kind of money. We're talking about. I know we're talking about a tattoo, but I'm not getting a tattoo of my face. That's number one. But I'm not going out spending all this kind of money on a woman that you're not sure is going to be your your wife down the line. Just a girlfriend? No. I don't invest in girlfriends. Now, you could build something with someone, but I'm not investing. And it still takes time over time where maybe I'll buy her a purse or maybe do something like that. But it won't be what, what something what Robin's doing or anybody else. I go by my own tune. And I'm not doing that. I'm not. I don't have a tattoo on my body right now and don't want one. I do like what you got. So you mean to tell me if, if your imaginary wife I came knew to you were, and I said, knew you were going there. I knew you couldn't resist. If your imaginary wife said, hey, honey, um, let's go get matching tattoos or, or let's go get a his and her tattoo or well, how about you put my name on you? Uh, your, you would tell her no? Yeah, I would tell her no. So you wouldn't get a tattoo of your kids? My kids, I would because those are my kids. They're that's blood. That's they can't divorce me, but my wife can. And now you got to go through the process of going to get the tattoo. Wait removed. a minute. So you already going into the situation like I'm not gonna get a tattoo with my wife because she could divorce me. So you already like true. you. But where's your true. where's where's your faith at in your marriage? Your marriage, dog. Faith in what? I only got faith in God. What are you talking about? You gotta have faith in God who has faith. You gotta have faith in your marriage too. I have faith in my marriage. I do. But you say go get a tattoo and no, you can't be that trustworthy. I'm not saying the tattoo makes it makes the marriage official. I'm just saying that you talking about the reason why you don't want to get a tattoo with your wife or of your wife or your wife's name or whatever is because <laughs> just in case she divorces from you. <laughs> yes, that's I don't I I think I'm being reasonable. I think I'm not making a I'm not making a big I'm making a point. I'm not gonna do it because of what could happen down the line. I'm not looking for a divorce. I'm not looking for anything like that. But the point is you don't know. You don't know how people change. Me or her. How long you been married? How, how long you been married her? to your wife, bro? Huh? How long you been married to your wife? Yeah, because we still here. Fifteen. Fifteen years. You ain't you ain't she ain't convinced you enough to say, you know what, honey? You know, 
why you gonna get me in trouble? Why you doing this? You know, why, why you putting me out there like so? That? Let me talk to Super Dave's wife, imaginary wife, real fast because I know she watches the episodes every week. So, look, <laughs> listen, why you know, if this? you if, if it's true that you guys have been married 15 years and if it's true that you are really real, it's Mrs. true, Mrs. Super Dave, uh, you say her name's Ebony, yes, we still haven't met her yet. So, uh, looking forward to meeting you, Miss Ebony. Um, but I think you should challenge your husband to get a his and her tattoo and you know whatever you guys decide to get together it ain't got to be anything big it could be you know maybe you put a little little cherry on him and then you get something or whatever i don't know <laughs> get whatever y'all figure it out yeah put get a his cherry, and her tattoo put that, cherry, put that cherry on me and, and and test and test his love for you so that's my challenge for you miss ebony super dave's wife that we still haven't met don't know if you're real or not Go for it. There, there it is. You know, she, are, she already has a tattoo of me. She has my foot put on her neck every single. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> dog. Hey, if you put your foot on her neck like that, I ain't mad. Hey, at you, yeah, that's the only tattoo she needs. Hey, there it is. So she got a big old. She got a big foot right there. <laughs> <laughs> big footprint right there, just on the side of that neck. <laughs> yeah, two and a half. Ten and a half foot size. On yeah. that note, hey, speaking of feet, uh, let's talk about Shakira Richardson because uh, she back on the track and her feet is moving. She rolling right now, man. So uh, just had the USA Track and Field National Championship. And, uh, man, she did pretty well. We're going to tell you what we think. And is she going to be ready for the World Championships? And there's still some people that saying it's not real. Let's get into it. Okay, check this out, man. It's your boy, Rock T. I got a special message for students or parents who have students looking to attend an HBCU. Now, just imagine $1 million in scholarships with 107 HBCUs to choose from for 66 truly deserving HBCU students. But there's only one way to get your hands on it. McDonald's has partnered with the Thurgood Marshall College Fund to award a million dollars in scholarships to brilliant HBCU students. This year, you could be next. But time is running out. Oh, did I mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Okay, check this out, man. It's your boy, Rock T. I got a special message for students or parents who have students looking to attend an HBCU. Now, just imagine $1 million in scholarships with 107 HBCUs to choose from for 66 truly deserving HBCU students. But there's only one way to get your hands on it. McDonald's has partnered with the Thurgood Marshall College Fund to award a million dollars in scholarships to brilliant HBCU students. This year, you could be next. But time is running out. Oh, did I mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. If y'all don't know who Shakari Richardson is, she's uh, become a superstar track and field phenom out of Dallas Carter High School, 
Then she went on to run for LSU. She won the national championship at LSU before she turned pro. And when she turned pro, she was off to a great start. Like she was running top, you know, seven times in ever in the hundred meters. And then she got to the Olympic trials, ran great times and got tested, then tested positive for marijuana. So they pretty much banned her from the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And then other things happen off the off the track. And she likes to talk. Okay, y'all don't know. She, she carry, yeah, likes to talk. She likes to express her thoughts, express her opinions. Sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. She don't care. It is what it is. That's who I am, and I'm gonna be me. You like it, you don't, whatever. She's gonna and keep on living her life. And that must be a Carter thing, because I graduated from Dallas Carter too. That must hey, be man. a Carter thing. We it, it is people. what it is. You know, it some is, people like her, some people don't like her. Hey man, some people like me, some people don't like me, and, and a lot of people don't like you, Dave. So we understand all that stuff, man. So. <laughs> you gotta say a lot of people. You got to expert for me. <laughs> but, but you know so, what? I don't give a damn. I don't care. We already know. Okay. So she after she got suspended, um, she made a comeback after the Olympics, and it was just straight downhill. She was losing every race, and she wasn't just losing. She was getting walked. She was finishing last in some of these races, and she just wasn't the same. You know, then she lost, um, or was it her, I can't remember if it was a real mom or a stepmom passed away. Someone close to her really passed away or whatever. Uh, so anyways, so she did. She kind of kind of took a break, disappeared. Everybody thought she was washed up. She's done. She's overrated, all that good stuff. Now she's back this summer, and she started running, getting ready for the Nationals. And every track meet, she was walking folks in the 100 and the 200. I mean, she was getting to the point, like, especially in the 200, man, she had 40 meters to go in some of her races, and she's just jogging. And still, the pack is way back there. So we're like, yo, she not only back, she back back. And then, of course, you got the people that are saying, okay, is she, she, ain't, she ain't on no steroids, is she? You know. So I don't know, man. I don't like to get caught up in all that mess until facts are put out there. I'm hoping and praying that Sha'Carri Richardson is clean, and this is the version that we've been wanting to see when she came out of LSU. So I'm glad she's back. I'm a supporter. I'm riding for her. She, she finished. She took first place in the 100 meters at the USA Track and Field Nationals. She took second place in the 200-meter Gabby Thomas, Thomas took first. Gabby Thomas, by the way, went to Harvard. She's uh she's dope too as well. So long story short, though, Shakari made the Olympic team to go represent USA at the World Championships in uh in later in August uh this summer. So it's gonna be exciting. I I hope they put her on the relay team. That's what I'm hoping that that they put on that doggone four by one and uh and see what she does. So we we'll see what happens, man. I don't know if you watch track and field. Uh, day, but this is this is a passion for me. I love it. So you did all that talking, but the main thing people are talking about, they're not talking about her winning the 100 meters. <laughs> but you saw at the beginning of that 100 meters what happened. What did she do? She threw that dog on wig off. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you was gonna bring it up, dog. <laughs> and what, what color was it? Was it, it, was, was, it, it was it was it was orangeish red. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
we're getting to this right now because all I saw was the camera. <laughs> the cameraman was wrong for this. He left Chicago, he left her to go to the the weave or Straight the, the wig. Yep. <laughs> like it was an animal, like it was like a <laughs> like a dead animal on the road, zoomed in and everything. <laughs> but I like this. I like what she did because I'm asking, just like she did, women, take off the wig. Especially the young women. Do something to your hair. Make yourself feel good. The wig is an easy way out. Take it off. It was, I want to see your real hair. It was dope, man. When she took that wig off and she had the cornrows, I'm like, yeah, yeah she's going back to Dallas Carter days. Now, nah, let's go. I know a lot of women doing natural and stuff like that, but I'm not a big wig fan. I'm not. I can see, I can see older women doing it, but women in their 30s and 40s, to me, it's a sign of saying what? They're getting lazy. They are. Women are take the wigs off, man. Put some self-respect back in there. I mean, she did. I'm not saying she's never gonna put a wig on again. Well, remove the wig. I think she made a statement. It's time to be somebody else. Be who you need to be. Be the person you're supposed to be. Well, we're gonna find out, doggone it. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, like she, wigs? you like wigs? Uh, I don't listen, I don't have a problem with it. Like my wife, it's funny, and I'm gonna post something on, 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 on social media. My wife, it's like she has so many looks. She changes her look up all the time. She's a makeup artist by trade. So one, she can make herself look different. Yeah. But then she changes her hair. Sometimes it's short. Sometimes she'll put a wig on or she'll put some we some extra weave in. She now she let her hair all grow. So now she's, you know, she just she, it depends on what side of the bed she work or wakes up on. I'm cool with all of it as long as she take that damn bonnet off her head. Like. When she put the bonnet on, that's when I'm like, time out, time out. And don't give me no bull crap. Oh, I got to keep my hair together. I just got my hair done. So the bonnet keeps it off, man. Go somewhere with all that bull crap. You, the one that I really do hate is when the woman tries to bring that bonnet to bed when you're trying to get some. Now, is that going to stop me from getting some? No. But to man, me, let me tell you something. I'm we bringing you a whole me. We did a whole episode arguing about that on our perfect pair podcast and what happened oh my goodness man she had a beautiful lingerie on i mean she came out that bathroom and like from from the eyes down <laughs> she was banging like yo that's my baby let's go she had the high heels on all that the stilettos and you get all the way up to the right there on the forehead oh, yeah, that's boom big old bonnet on it i'm like babe did you think about this before you walked out of the bathroom that this was going to be sexy? And we, you know, we laugh and joke about it right now, but I'm like, really, babe? You're going to do all of that with the lingerie and all the sex, the heels and all that, and you're going to come out with a damn bonnet. I thought she was joking at first, but she was serious as a heart attack, man. I mean, was the, was the bonnet at least matching the, the lingerie? Nope. <laughs> no. Why did they, they don't understand? They don't, they do not understand that. We do not. I mean, you can wear the bonnet around the house. That's fine. But when it's time to get, as Marvel gave some sexual healing, you don't want the bonnet on. I Come want on, man. Hair. Let's go. Let's go. We, we, we'll worry about fixing the hair afterwards. Yeah, exactly. We'll figure that part afterwards. So I give you more money to go get your hair done. That's fine. Listen. Just don't wear the damn bonnet, please. Hey. 
ladies, if you mad and angry at us about this right here, I'm sorry. We still got love for you, but take them damn bonnets off your doggone head and quit wearing bonnets in public. Doggone it. Yeah, that's another thing. That's too. a whole nother situation. Like, you know, you got to figure it out. I get it. You got to have it on sometimes for you, whatever, but you got to figure it out, man. It's, that's that's a whole nother thing, man. Like, so, you can say that about us because we do, as guys, for some reason, we wear the wave caps all the time, too. Hey, Boy. I ain't gonna lie, dog. I, when I went back when I had hair, I had to do when I had the waves. Do rag, do rag stayed on. Even <laughs> when I had braids, do rag stayed on, Jack. Because you, you don't wear, wear, you, wear the cap on. you wear with the hat on sometimes. The cap on. I never wore the do rag with the hat. I, it was always the hat or the do rag. Okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah. but I always had my do rag on my head neat. I never just had it on scraggly. We got the, the, the strings over here and twist it all up. It was always neat and, and neat, and it always matched my outfit. So now the ladies are gonna probably attack me for that. Oh, well, what's the difference between a do rag and a blah 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 blah? So I guess you got a point. It is. What, what, did, what did Monique say? We had we talked about it on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. She said something about people getting offended because of what she said about it being a bonnet. So she said, "Take the damn." Shower, what she call a shower cap? Yeah, she said ain't no bonnet, it's a shower cap. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you need to wear the bonnet in the shower. There you go. So your hair don't get wet. <laughs> oh God. It's so true. on that note, man, big up to Shakari Richardson. Don't know how we got off on the bonnets or whatever, but doggone. Oh, yeah, the wigs. There it is. So we're gonna wish <laughs> we wish you the best in the whole team USA. Uh, for world championships coming up later on this summer. I'm excited. I can't wait for it. I'm going to be there. So anyway, we shout out to Shakari Richardson and all of USA track and field team, the men and the women, as they get ready for the world championships later on this summer in August. It's going down big, baby. I can't wait. I'm going to be watching every second of it. Michael Vick, Hall of Fame legend quarterback in the NFL. Um, he's speaking out, and he's calling – Andy Reid, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, greatest coach of all time. We're going to talk about it next. So first of all, let me make that correction because uh, Super Dave just made me aware that Michael Vick is not in the Hall of Fame yet. No. no. And he's not. No. So my apologies on that. That's a debate, though. Do you think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback? No, I don't. You don't think he did enough? He didn't do enough. And then he went away from football for two years because of the the dog was it the dog issues. You know what? I I I I may have to agree with that, son. Yes. I don't yeah, he, he yeah, he may not be a Hall of no, Fame. No, Does he not. have Hall of Fame talent? Yes, but the way his career went, he may not get in. No. I don't think he'll get in. Yeah. So let's get into what he was talking about on Tyreek Hill's podcast. Now, they asked him a lot of questions about the dog issue that he had back in the day when he was with Atlanta him moving from Atlanta to Philadelphia. But he also said this because Andy Reid changed his career because what Michael Vick was was a running quarterback. Now, he was dynamic. I didn't take anything away from him. He was dynamic. What he couldn't make was those easy passes, but he could throw the ball down the field. He could throw with anybody down the field. He was dynamic. He was one of the – he was must-see TV. Oh, yeah. He, for the he was a cheat code. Yeah, he was a cheat code. Even when you play him on John Madden, I love playing with Vick because – he get you, you can run out of the pocket, get you about 15, 20 yards down the field, and maybe even a touchdown sometime. Easy. But he had this to say. He said, uh, I was actually thinking this year after Andrew won the Super Bowl, he only got two rings. But he went, uh, but he went to like four NFC championship games, four or five NFC championship games, and he went every year with the Chiefs. 
an AFC championship game. He said he might be the greatest coach of all time. You don't have to win championships to be considered the greatest. You know, I understand Bill Belichick and Tom Brady won uh, won a whole lot, but Coach did it in Philly. He did it in uh, KC. I'm always going to shout out and show my love for Coach Andy Reid. What you got to say about that? Let me first start by saying this. Andy Reid is definitely one of the best coaches of all time. He's one of the best. He's top 10 in my opinion. Okay. okay. I give you that. Yes. Uh, it's It's a no-brainer. It doesn't take rocket science to understand that Bill Belichick is the GOAT, in my opinion. Um, then you start, then you got to go to someone like Chuck Noll, Pittsburgh Steelers back in the day. You know, it's it's coaches like that win over and over and over and over again. Now, does Andy Reid win? Yes, but these coaches win Super Bowls. And you always say, what's the difference between legendary and great athletes? is rings like Charles Barkley great player one of the greatest players to ever play the game he don't have any rings and you can you can say this to a lot of different Dan Marino one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game no rings you know it's Jim Kelly quarterback for the Buffalo Bills back in the day he went to four Super Bowls lost every last one of them you know that doesn't mean he's not great no but when you start talking about great and then jumping up to legendary you know Andy Reid is a great coach, top 10. But you can't put him over Bill Belichick and Chuck Noll. No, and uh, and people will say this. Belichick has been with one quarterback in New England for, what, 19 years? And they won, what, six, six. championships? Six yep. championships. But they went to 13 AFC championship games. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid went to 10. That's combined at AFC and NFC. A, uh, championship games, but he lost to Belichick in a Super Bowl. He never could really get over that hump. He finally did in uh, Philadelphia, and that's when T.O. played for the Eagles, and they played New England in a Super Bowl, but he lost mm-hmm. to the gold, right? Yeah. He lost to Bill Belichick. And then he also played in, uh, he also coached in the AFC, and even Tom Brady got a piece of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to get back to the Super Bowl. In the end, I, I'm still saying right now, and ain't no doubt about it, I mean, it's, it's Bill Belichick. And there's still questions about him jumping over other coaches. Yeah. You can get to the AFC Championship game. You got, you're talking about Tom Land. You're talking about legendary coaches. We're talking about Walsh yeah. in, uh, in San Francisco. What Bill Walsh did in San Francisco? Yeah. Please, you can't knock those guys. Yeah. That's what we do as a society. We forget the history. Of what happened in the NFL, and I'm gonna throw something out. I'm gonna throw something out there that's gonna really shock you. Even though he didn't coach long, and he chose to walk away, I'm not so sure. I would put Andy Reid over Jimmy Johnson. I mean, I'm just just saying, Jimmy didn't do what he did in Dallas, in Miami, right? Because he look what he 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 he, look what he inherited. But they both have two championships right now. I know what you're saying. Yeah, look what he inherited. If he if he would have stayed. In Miami, if he like he had that passion that he had in Dallas in Miami and would have stayed there to try to rebuild that, you, you never know. You know, you don't know what you don't know. But he literally built the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I'm and, a Cowboy fan. I'm Jimmy Johnson all day and Tom Landry. But I mean, you gotta put on there, you're talking about 10 NFC and AFC championship games he's been to. Now you lost a lot of those games, especially the NFC side when he's with the Eagles. 
and the Eagles wanted him out of there. You saw what happened, and he he took over, and he got a quarterback just like Belichick did with uh with New England. You get that quarterback, it changes everything, and he got Patrick Mahomes, and he's not done yet. Oh no, so it's, it's hard to say where he's gonna be. But right now, I know what Michael Vick is saying. Michael Vick is saying this is the guy that took a chance on me after coming out of prison. Nobody else was taking that chance. He should have said what he said. That's fine, and that's fine. But don't use the gold status. Don't. I mean, that's what you said at the beginning of the show. We just throw out. We throw the goat out. We throw the goat symbol out there every single time when somebody's doing something. To me, it's Michael Jordan. You can say Tom Brady. I just don't like being thrown out all the time and just thrown out for any reason. I thought I think Andy Reid's a hell of a coach. He's in my top ten. Could be possibly in my top five. But the point is, it's just you still got years to go with Patrick Mahomes. He may get a chance to surpass uh, uh, Bill Belichick. We just got to wait and see. But right now, it's Bill Belichick all day. Yeah, all day long. That's not even that's not even a debate. So, um, Michael Vick, hey man, you supposed to say what you said because he, you did, you're right. He took a chance on you, and you riding for your guy. That's your guy. So, you know, it is what it is. And he, Michael Vick, also said this in that, in that uh, interview with uh, Tyreek Hill. He said. He said a lot of lot, he let a lot of fans down and a lot of fans down in, in Atlanta. But the one big thing was when they went to the AFC Championship game mm-hmm. in Atlanta, he thought it was so easy that he could get back there at any time. No, nope. he, he didn't put the work in to be the best quarterback. Yeah, he he, said he, took, he took Mike was one of, and he said this before. He says, "Man, look, I just had God given talent and ability, yeah. and I literally just rolled that as long as I could. But if he would have put." If he would have applied himself to be a quarterback and learn from the from the mental side, um, you know, the IQ side of being a quarterback, a better quarterback, man, no telling what could have happened. And I agree 100 percent. I think you would have Andy Reid in Atlanta, we would have a different story for Michael Vick. And then yeah. you're talking about Hall of Fame, what you said at the beginning of the segment. Yeah, man. Being a Hall of Famer, he would definitely be a Hall of Famer under Andy Reid. I think yeah. they would have won some Super Bowls back then. Yeah, he would have got at least one. He would have got at least one. Yeah, because he he was dynamic. He was he was a difference. And now you're seeing a lot of black quarterbacks uh, like Lamar Jackson, all these guys with skills. Deshaun Watson, when he's like getting the massage, with skills that can move the ball up and down the field. And they also use their legs, but these guys got arms too. They got them guns. And, and I don't know. I think – I don't know. I think Deshaun done, son. I don't think he's ever going to be back to what he used to be. <laughs> I'll go with you because you've been out of football for almost, what, he came back with 11 games in last year? I hate to say it, man. I think Deshaun is not going to get over this mental block because people ain't going to let him get over this, what's going on. So it's going to – but anyway, that's that's, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I think it'll be fine. Just go get a couple of massages. You'll be fine. It'll be good. On that note, we're about to wrap it up, man. Episode number 59, I Hate Our Homies. Rock Teasy is who I beasy. And it's your boy Super Dave, but guess what? We don't care, but we do care about our homie Griff, who's not here. Uh, well, I care about it. I don't know if Super Dave care about it, but uh, <laughs> what'd, you call, what'd you call him at the beginning of the show, dog? <laughs> Bobby Brown, too. <laughs> so we're going to let Griff defend himself. Next uh on the next episode. So I you know I'm that's between them. <laughs> hey y'all, thank y'all for you like making up. You like starting something. You you wanted me to say that. That's all you wanted me to do. We like thank y'all for watching. I hate the homies, man. Uh 
Continue to subscribe, download, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can check me out on my other podcast that I do with my wife called The Perfect Pair Podcast. You can get it anywhere you listen to podcasts, man. We'll see y'all next week. One more again. Come on, Rob Perez, man. Take us out. Rain the ball. If it is a lie, come on. <laughs> there it is, Mike. Ah, I hate the homies. <laughs> <laughs>